0: have always been very connected to the country and animals and being in in nature but I think it's the the calmness and the connection and the sense of purpose that
1: um, has really changed my life this is the producers I'm Anthony Huckstep. With farming roots that go back many generations, Greg Cromwell is carrying on the tradition in the Byron Bay hinterland with his wife and daughters. It is here where they're using regenerative practices to pasture raise rare heritage breeds of animals.
0: We're farming in Gooningary, which is in northern New South Wales. We're about 20 minutes from Lismore and about 30 minutes to Byron Bay. The region, I mean, when you look back historically uh, with the the farming that was that going on uh, here 100 years ago, it was a perfect place for, for, for dairy cattle and um, before that it was a purpose, perfect place for uh, subtropical rainforests, which, you know, hearers of wood, drawers of water um, came in and Took, the, took a lot of the wood out and cleared some paddocks and, you know, with the rainfall and uh, no frost in most areas, yeah, perfect for growing grass and, and for dairy cattle, which, you know, was the strength of, of this area from a farming point of view. Uh, we started out very small. Originally, we, um, you know, had, had the basics, we'd done, done chooks before and, you um, we then sort of branched out and decided we wanted to get a few cows, and we started out as three girl Dexter stud. I did a bit of research on on cattle and things that would be suitable for for us starting off. We had you know, three young daughters at the time, and I guess the the the, the start was when we bought our first cows. Uh, we got three Dexter cattle um, from out the other side of Toowoomba, and. Um, yeah, three girl Dexter stud was 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 born, and we uh, started to show our 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 cows, and, and then branched out and borrowed a bull, and then ended up getting our own bull. And yeah, over fifteen years later, I guess it'd be approximately we're running a herd of about thirty Dexter's now.
1: A seventh generation farmer, Greg grew up with the rich experiences of the family farm in Canada.
0: Probably my earliest food memory that sticks with me was my grandfather. Um, we have a farm in Canada, in Chatham, that goes back uh, seven generations, 1853, and I grew up, spent a lot of time on the farm, and I remember my grandpa taking to a little garden he had beside the, the barn and yeah, you know, pulling up some radishes and tomatoes and, and then yeah, you know, tasting those, and then probably the other food memory was when I was working uh, for Pioneer Seed uh, on the farm with my sister, detasseling corn when I was about 13. I remember sort of quick lunch break and seeing that there were some cantaloupes uh, or muskmelons, as they can be called, growing in a, in a field and yeah, take, taking some of those and cutting them open and just amazing how delicious and fresh they tasted right from the field. I mean, I was sort of part of it through my my grandpa and, and the farm and, and and that area there you know spending time there as a, as a young person and neighbor kids were farmers and helped them in the in the paddocks uh, picking tomatoes and cucumbers and um, you know I always just remember going to, to to local farms and getting fresh sweet corn and that was probably the I guess the the early the early memories.
1: <music> After a string of outs in search of a career, Greg found purpose on the farm.
0: I had a history of getting fired a bit. I got fired from the first brewery I, I worked at after helping them take them public. Um, and then as I walked out the door, I went, I think I'm going to start another brewery, which I ended up doing, and two other guys that got fired from the same brewery, and that was three fired guys and, and, and Steam Whistle. And that, that went that went well, and um, I kind of got semi Retrenched uh, when I was working in in in, in advertising, and yeah, just decided to take a year off, and we moved up to our cabin, and um, I had two two very young girls at that point in time, and yeah, just started living a hundred acres off the grid, and got ourselves some chooks, and that was kind of, I guess, the 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 start of 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 moving into into farming. We. Very close to a, a a family where we have our cabin, and um, they've got a, a, a farm with cattle and um, hay, and you know do uh, do various things. So yeah, we we helped, help helped around there, helped them with farming. I did some hay raking and worked cattle shows, and yeah, that sort of got us into it. And you know we were going to go back to the city, but we decided we'd come to Australia for. For a year, um, which I guess I'm going to have to do a backstory in, on how I ended up in Australia. I've married an Australian who, from Toronto, who I met in Toronto, Canada, but it was uh, Toronto on Lake Macquarie that my my wife Allison was from.
1: Even with the farming pedigree, Greg soon realised that farming throws up the oddest experiences. There's
0: so many stories, and I wouldn't call them. Um, <laughs> favorites uh, a lot of them have been you know, pretty stressful um when we picked up our first first cattle and we and we had them in the in the horse flow one was a pretty young calf and uh, so we had two 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 cows and a, and a young calf and i remember we oh let's just pull over and check how they're going and yeah the calf was uh, definitely sort of stressing out from what we could tell and uh, ended up uh, having the, the calf drive from um, Toowoomba to, 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 to Gooningary in the back seat with our girls. Um, didn't stop us from pulling over to get a good, a good feed, and they just ate back there with, with the little calf. Condolissa, I believe, is her name. We still have her.
1: As Greg explains, the joy of farming is that there is no typical day.
0: The great thing about farming is there's usually nothing too typical about it um, you know you wake up every day and uh, yeah. have a have a juice have a have a have a coffee um, for me being from Canada and having businesses over there it's usually I'm on the on the computer and phone just yeah, getting up to date with things checking checking weather and uh, get the old daytimer out and start doing up some lists. Um, so, but yeah, usually sort of a six, 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 six o'clock kickoff on the, on the digital tools. And then I'll go out and start doing stuff, checking the farm with the, with the dogs. Yeah, usually around nine o'clock or so. Having nature as your boss, um, is, is good. Um, not necessarily the... Easiest boss sometimes, especially in the in this region, people wonder why people stay here with fires and floods and all the the things that seem to unfortunately be be going on and more more common. Um, I, I guess it's just the, the 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 challenge and the connection of it but being connected to the to the food and to your land and. Um, Yeah, and being able to, you know, there's just so much noise in our digital connected world now. It's just nice to be able to pretty much unplug and do stuff that my great-grandparents would have been doing.
1: Farming is one thing, but the challenge of finding a market has proved the most challenging.
0: Um, Well, initially, we um, um, were we're pretty focused on on the cattle, and um, we, we... we started to, we were milking for, for a long time, um, so pretty sustainable from that point of view. Allison um, taking some cheese courses and um, so we were making our own butter and, and soft cheeses and um, you know, had, had, had fresh milk uh, in, in the fridge from that we milked by hand and eventually got an automated milker and um, that was been a pretty, pretty big part at the beginning um, and we've... Yeah, uh, haven't haven't been doing that for a while, but it is on my my bucket, my milk bucket list to get back and 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 start milking again. Um, but um, I I think stuff that we actually bring in money for. Uh, money goes out pretty fast, but what we what we are bringing some money in for, it, it's and it's uh, uh it's not the easiest thing to actually. Sell things. It's easy to go. I'm going to have a farm and grow things and have animals. But actually figuring out uh, how to 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 bring in the bacon. Um, Probably our biggest thing has been originally was the cattle and um, uh, selling selling them to other breeders. Um, And then also um, then we um, you know started to sell the, the extra meat we had to to restaurants and. Then once we got into pigs, they probably started to take over a little bit um, just with a faster faster cycle and um, yeah, not as, as onerous in terms of uh, getting them from paddock to, to, to plate. Uh, so probably the, the pigs are what we've become known for the most. Um, but the the, the the cattle are probably the from a grazing and, and from the amount of livestock we have are the, the biggest the biggest part of the farm right now.
1: Greg believes farming heritage breeds offers the opportunity to raise fascinating animals that also deliver a unique eating experience.
0: I've got a bit of a, a, a marketing sales sales background, so really we started selling the product before we even started uh, raising them, um, it's very easy to yeah to, to 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 raise and grow out animals and uh, and and to grow produce, but actually to find someone who will buy it and pay a reasonable price for it. So we've gone you know very niche with the heritage breeds. You know, we weren't going to start off with trying to compete with other Angus breeders or. Uh, hereford or, or, or things like that i mean those are are are, are good 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 solid uh, european breeds but um yeah i wanted to do something that was a bit different and being on a steeper block and you know, smaller farm um you yeah, know read up on on the dexters and with their dual purpose yeah just made made like a perfect animal for for selling to other producers starting out and also for restaurants uh you know just a a story um, you know, people uh, are interested in yeah the different different breeds and and what the taste and, and quality of the of the of the meat is like.
1: With the success of the first farm, Greg is now broadening his horizons.
0: We've um, kind of outgrown our 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 forty acre farm here in in Byron and Goonangerry and. Um, we've gone and bought another farm in the Clarence Valley, which um, is very similar in a lot of ways to this property and and similar to our farm back in Candidates. Been a family farm for well over 100 years, original farmhouses and original sheds and buildings, and and still actually a farm. Um, So pretty excited about... um, Having some flat land in the Clarence Valley on on the Glenugie Creek and less suicide slashing. Trying to maintain uh, uh, paddocks in in hilly in the hilly Byron Shire can be very harrowing. Um, so yeah, we're we're excited about bringing bringing that farm back into production and um, keeping going what we have here and having the the, the two properties working to working together. Um, so we can yeah you know, ma- maintain the, the the size of herds we have now and 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 continue our breeding, but yeah have the the, the benefit of, uh, of two, uh, two properties and two
1: regions to to, to to produce from. The move back to the farm has not only changed Greg's life, but enriched the lives of his daughters too.
0: Have always been very connected to the country and animals and being in in nature, probably my happy place. And have you know, grew up in the city and, and still really do enjoy city life. Um, but I think it's the, the calmness and the connection and the sense of purpose that um, has really changed my life. It's different every day that um, when I want to throw in the towel and go, why am I doing this? Usually about half an hour, an hour later, you know, something will happen, an interaction with an animal, or yeah, you know, go out and seeing a nice crop of citrus to, to pick or get a call from someone who you know, is interested in using our produce. It, it doesn't take long to lift me. My mom told me that my great-grandpa <clears throat> said to her one day, uh, they were walking around their farm, As long as you have uh, this farm, you'll have a roof over your head and food on the table and what's more important than that.
1: For Greg, Cromwell Farms is much more than finding his inner peace and connecting with the land. It's about family, the generations before him and the generations to come. This is The Producers. A Deep in the Weeds production, I'm Anthony Huckstep. Stay tuned as we share the stories of producers, farmers, makers, and growers, the true lifeblood of the food industry. Follow us on Instagram at podcast, or email us at producerspodcast at deepintheweeds.com.au.